Welcome to the Path Podcast. Today's Monday one-on-one with Mike is all focused on a principle called the 20% principle, or at least how I'm calling it today. And this stemmed from this inspiration that I received recently, looking back through some old training logs, one in specific when I was 18 years old, and I spent some time training at the strongest gym in the world, Westside Barbell, under the mentorship and the tutelage of Louis Simmons. And so the principle that I'm going to share in this podcast, you can take to many aspects of your life. Life, but we're really going to focus on the physical to support you in long-term health, longevity, and high performance. Let's get into the show. So just the other day, I was cleaning out my office and I found this box of relics. I found this box of old training logs. There was at least over 10 years of logs included in this bin. And I started documenting my training from when I was 14 years old till about 23, 24 years old. And it was so cool when I opened the log. Yes, I had sets, reps, loads, tempos, competition lifts, but I also included small notes with how I was feeling. What was going on mentally and emotionally? Was it a good day, a bad day? And especially early on, it wasn't very descriptive, but I did have some insight in there. And if you've ever done a diet log, whether it's seven to 10 days, I haven't met one person that I've given that assignment to that didn't walk away with a deeper level of awareness, especially if they filled it out honestly, because many times when people fill out a diet log, it's like on their best day. But if you fill it out honestly, authentically, there's so much wisdom that you can gain from that. And if you do this at different points of life, you can look back because so many of the things that we experience, especially challenges, these are repeated patterns in life that continually show up. These challenges, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in lifting, whether it's in you name it, whatever practice it is, the challenges in life that keep showing up are doing so because we have not fully learned the lesson that we are meant to learn. Now, one of the training logs was from when I was 18 years old and I was out in Columbus, Ohio at a gym called Westside Barbell. Now, if you're not familiar with Westside Barbell, it is still, I think, hands down, hands down, no competition, the strongest gym in the world. Now, they train and work with athletes of all different sports and likes. However, it was founded on the principles of powerlifting, and the owner of the gym, who has unfortunately since passed, is Louis Simmons. And Louis is known as the OG of OG of powerlifting and coaches and strength development. There's actually a Westside Barbell documentary on Netflix. I think it's called Westside Rule the World, Rules the World. And if you watch that, you'll see just how intense that gym is. I mean, I remember I was so scared every single time I went training in. I mean, they threw me right into the rotation. I was training. I was doing, I remember, rack pulls one day with a guy named Chuck Vogelpohl. And they only had in this uh, platform area, they only had 50 kilo plates. So imagine 50 kilos on each side, 50 kilos is 110 pounds. So you're going up in 220 pound increments. So I got like three lifts and I think I pulled like 660 from the knees and then I was done. <laughs> but Chuck kept going. He went over 900. Uh, the guy is just a phenom. But as I was looking in this training log, I had a lot of the trainings, the volumes, but more importantly, the lessons, the words of wisdom, the aha moments that Louis was so graci graciously sharing with me. And there was something that I wrote in there, which was called the 20% principle. And I'm going to share it with you right now, because I'm going to share how he applied it through the sport of powerlifting. But you can extract this wisdom and apply it to any fitness routine and even outside of that, but specifically for today, any fitness routine that you're doing. 
And in powerlifting, specifically the method that I wouldn't say Louis birthed, but he really adapted and took to the next level is something called the conjugate method. And in powerlifting and through this method, as he discussed and described and shared, was you had two days more focused on speed, acceleration, and technique. They were called dynamic effort method. Then you had two days that were more focused on maximal strength development. Those were called max effort. And so the two dynamic effort days, he split them up between one day focused on lifts like the squat, the squat and the deadlift, because even though they're completely different lifts with different recruitment patterns, et cetera, a lot of the same muscles that are used, so lower back, glutes, hamstrings, you need on both. So it was one day, you combined the focus of those two lifts. And then on one day, you had lifts that either were exactly or very closely resembled or supported the bench press. And then the same thing goes with the max effort method. You had one day focused on squat and deadlifting type movements, and then you had one day on the bench press. Now, that max effort day, as I mentioned, that was your day to develop maximal levels of strength. One rep max or three reps or five reps. And you would take a lift that wasn't exactly the competition lift. So it wasn't, for example, exactly the barbell lift that you would use in a squat competition, but you might use a 14-inch camber bar, which is a bar that drapes across your back, comes down 14 inches. So when you squat, the load moves forward and it's a lot different distribution of the load. It feels totally different. There's more of a balance component. And then for example, another exercise might be the box squat, but using something called a safety squat bar. So you would use different ranges, different bars, use chains or bands to do what's called accommodating resistance. So you learn to accelerate through heavy loads. And when he was speaking specifically to the dynamic effort method, that 20% principle was just anchored in my head. And essentially what he had shared, and I'm paraphrasing, however, it was all around, he would say, Mike, on dynamic effort method days, you need to walk out of the gym approximately feeling like you've got 20% more juice in the tank. You need to leave feeling good, excited, sharp. Those lifts need to be fast from the first rep to the last rep. And then on the other day, that's when you really push yourself. Now, unless you're someone who's competing for a world championship or you're a very elite level athlete, like at least my experience as a coach and as an athlete, when you're competing at that high level, I mean, it's very hard to be healthy because the volumes you're going to need to use, the pattern overload that's going to happen, and just the wear and tear of the body is real. I mean, there's very few people for good reason that are achieving or going for those types of goals. And so you've really got to do a lot one on your on the recovery side, but it's very hard to achieve that level and have health as a synonymous goal. But that being said, by and large in life, we are always always balancing two forces, the forces of yin and yang. So the forces of yin are what you do for your recovery activities, the energy cultivating activities, how you nurture your body, how you nourish your body, your quiet time, your introspective time. The yang, on the other hand, are all of those activities associated with doing, with energy expenditure, with uh, the expression of movement and all of those things. And so if you use this idea that we are always balancing yin and yang, I mean, shoot, we can use the example of sleep. So if you are someone who is excessively yang, meaning you're heading down the path of burnout, maybe you're sleeping four hours a night and it's not very quality hours, you're not really getting deep sleep, 
then you're going to need more yin activities. Maybe you're going to need to get in bed earlier. Maybe you're going to need to do some sleep hygiene uh, tips and tricks like darkening the room or wearing blue light or um, blue blocking glasses before you go to sleep. Maybe you're going to listen to some music. Maybe you're going to have essential oils. Maybe you're going to turn off the TV and journal before you go to bed. Those are all yin activities that will help balance the excessive yang in your life. And by and large, at least in my viewpoint and experience, so many people today are living in excessive yang. And the important thing to note here is the more depth we have in our yin reserves, so the deeper that well, the clearer, the more potent yang will be able to experience. Now, there are going to be some people that are excessively yin, sitting on the couch all day, watching Netflix, and those types of people, you got to get them up. You got to get them off their ass. And so we're always going to be balancing these two forces. And with that 20% principle, where it relates to right now is, unless you're an elite athlete, now this is just a generalization, but this is my experience around it. I would say between 50 and 75% of your time should be focused on that 20% principle, meaning you leave the gym with more energy than when you walked in. You leave feeling excited. You leave feeling motivated and hungry and eager to get to the next session. You just built some wins. You got some momentum to stack. And then that last 25, at most 50%, that's when you test yourself. That's when you push yourself because we all need that from a physical perspective if we're to stress our stress our bodies in a way that actually causes an adaptation, there's no way you're going to grow unless you test yourself. And in those physical tests, you also will grow mental and emotionally. That's one thing that I loved about competing is, especially in the later years, what I realized is because my goals were so holistic that the more that I achieved from a physical perspective on the platform, my mental, emotional, and spiritual and energetic self-mastery also increased. So my capacity to handle more, to deal with discomfort, to relax and stay heart open and not collapse, that's really where I learned that. And so if you use this rule of thumb, you can apply it to anything. And another analogy is chop wood, carry water, with the occasional quantum leap. I believe that's in the spiritual work. I believe that in the training setting. So much is the habits and the patterns that we do day in and day out that are going to get us further, that are going to attribute or contribute to our longevity. And then occasionally, maybe once a week or so, you have those strong physical tests. But if every single workout is a ball buster and a test, I mean, I can't even tell you how many people I've seen who have come to certifications and workshop. And I literally look at them and I just want to say, yo, just go home, just get some sleep, get some rest. I mean, they got massive bags under their eyes. They got dark circles under their eyes. They look spent. And so this is a call for all of us to look at our strength and conditioning programs, our fitness programs, to get very real and honest with what is the goals and what is this serving? By and large, all of our conditioning programs and fitness programs should support the activities outside of it, whether it's being a better father, a better mother, having more energy to engage in more heartfelt communications to be a better leader as opposed to the other way around. So if you adhere to this 20% principle, I'd be very surprised if you didn't notice just feeling better in your body, potentially even looking better. I mean, so many people, again, are heading down the route of burnout, which is going to F up your hormones to make it harder to lose fat. It's going to make it harder to gain strength, make it harder to gain size. 
So this was something that I learned at 18 years old and has served me so well in the years that followed. And I hope it does for you too. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours. 